go. Talking. Talking in the mic. Talking in the mic. Postman. 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 <laughs> Intro. Good morning, good day, and good evening. See what I did there. Welcome to the Graham Cullis Karma Club, formerly known as the Graham Cullis Karma Card Project Podcast, <gasps> episode 30. Hello friends, family, followers, fans of Kim Churchill. Welcome to another episode of the Karma Club podcast. Yeah, that intro you just heard was a little bit different than last time. Um, well, I tried to make a funny joke by saying good day instead of good afternoon. See what I did there? <laughs> Kim Churchill is Australian. They say good day instead of good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Terrible joke. And also, the name's changed. I've changed the name of the podcast. It used to be the Karma Card Project podcast. It's now the Karma Club podcast. I've been making a lot of changes lately. I'm having a little bit of an identity crisis. <laughs> and yeah, I've uh, decided to change the Karma Card Project, which is across all of my platforms, actually. Um, I feel like it's a bit of a mouthful. And also, what I wanted to do with the name is actually just bring everyone together in a club and whoever is supporting this podcast or listening to it or supporting me on patreon on my karma card project um i feel like we are all one club and if you're a fan of my philanthropy work and what i do across my other platforms and my content then you're the kind of person that possibly shares the same mission as me and has the same intent in their heart to help heal the world through mental health and wellness and this is our club the karma club and not my club our club hours we're doing this together so this week i've been battling with my mental health a little bit as some of you know i'm very honest with how i'm feeling and this is one of the reasons i do the podcast and i procrastinated a lot this week and didn't sit down to do the edit until this morning and went through my conversation with my old buddy kim churchill who i've known for about 10 years blows me away i can't believe we've known each other that for that long um but uh, listening back to the conversation i had with kim gave me so much therapy this is such a great conversation and I got so many takeaways from it and and in the process of making the edit I actually learned so much more than actually the time I actually sat down with him and had the conversation because I was able to soak up some of the pearls of wisdom that he gave us uh, in more depth um, so I'm really excited for you to hear this and I found my why through this conversation and this is something that Kim goes into in depth about how it is to be or what it is to be successful in an artistic industry or any industry really you've got to find your why and I realized that the reason that I am doing this podcast is to give myself therapy and and to enjoy the creative process as well um I didn't get that many listens to last week's podcast and that really really played on my mind because I haven't done the podcast for a while and I thought you know what I've got an amazing guest and it was a great conversation a really good episode with Gideon Bright from Dry Robe and I thought Dry Robe's a good name and you know I thought there'll be a lot more people interested but I didn't get the listens and streams that I was hoping for and uh, I was a little bit down in the dumps but do you know what it's not about that at all and I need to keep reminding myself now yeah I don't want to talk about it too much I'll, I'll have a little catch up with you at the end but I 
This conversation really helped me. And Kim is an amazing human being, very wise. Uh, he's been through the industry. He's a pro. He's been doing it for years. And yeah, he's seen a lot. And all of these experiences have given him a great outlook to life. So I can't wait for you to hear. So without further ado, I won't leave you hanging. Here is the conversation I had with my buddy, ex-colleague, Kim Churchill. Sinky-uppy bit. This little sinky-uppy yeah, bit. Yeah, do a little clap and then you line up the little pointy... Oh, oh Jesus. It's called a slate. That was a hell of a slate. Yeah, we used to do one at the end as well, so like I'll just, warn you next time. I feel like you just slated Devon off the map of England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no chewies on a podcast. It sounds terrible. I've done it when I was vlogging before, and, I, and I've done a whole monologue, and I'm... <laughs> and it's like the worst, especially when you're editing. Yeah, true. Sorry, you can have a chewy afterwards, so I'll just leave a it there. reward. Yes. Reward chewy. <laughs> but what I was going to say, if we, do, if I do say anything or you say anything you don't want to go in, just just let me know. And it's so like yeah. I can cut anything out if you want to stop me and go, oh, actually, yeah. don't put that in. Yeah, and, that um, about anal sex yeah. in the park. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll take that bit out. <laughs> I'm going to cut that bit. Yeah. Um, so, um, in a little town called Marimbula, southeast of Australia, lives a folk indie artist, musician called Kim Churchill. And he is sat right next to me right now. Hello, Kim. Hello. We're sat in a little loft in the top of the house in Croyd, Devon. That's right, yeah. It's kind of cute. A little Airbnb that you put on for us. Thank you so much, you legend. <laughs> so, yeah, so Kim has been a travelling artist since 17. And uh, 13 years ago, I first come across this incredible human being just by hearing his voice and his guitar while sitting, leaning, or while eating pizza, leaning over the edge of the waterfront in Newcastle, hearing, oh. hearing this beautiful music play. And while I was depressed AF after <laughs> being dumped by... A beautiful Australian girl. <laughs> and, uh, they do that. Yeah, and someone told me, like, I was like, who is this playing? So it was Kim Churchill. And I was like, it's so beautiful. It's, fit- it's fitting my mood. <laughs> and yeah, and that was the only thing that I knew about Kim at that point. Four years later, a sliding doors moment, you would say. We met in a, in a chance situation in La Saladita, Mexico. Yeah, that was random. Yeah, paddled out and uh, saw this curly-haired blonde dude, and apparently he's a musician. We asked him what his name was, and uh, he said his name's Kim Churchill. And I was like, ah, you soothed my pain four years ago. Thank you very much. I fit fit your cryboy vibe. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Um, But yeah, so, and actually, do you know what? That moment was very, very important for me um, because I feel like everything that I am doing right now... is part of that sliding door moment which made me help me find my purpose oh, isn't nice. it funny life like it that is. yeah you, I feel like you bump into people and they ricochet your life in a way that you know is really important I feel like that's our path in life is just bouncing off everything and that was a good bounce I reckon for both of us it was for sure mm. yeah and um yeah well actually do you want to tell people how how the next stage in our friendship and how it all how it all oh, went down yeah. see if you can see what your take is what's Shoot, your ha- juicy part what's your hazy memory of everything that happened between us okay so 
We met at Saladita and we started surfing together every day. We must have had a few weeks there. A couple of weeks, I think it was. Yeah. Went to the ranch, you were with your mate Dave, I was with my girlfriend at the time, Ali. And we just all fit together as a little crew. And we had a really nice time. And then we kept in touch for probably four or five months. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But I, I, yeah, under a year. Yeah. And then I came to Cornwall and I was playing Boardmasters Festival and the festival got cancelled because of the wind, um, which was a bummer because it was like a big gig for me. I've been so excited to get to Cornwall and play music for years. I remember you saying, I was supposed to have a two-show day. I don't want a no-show day. (laughs) (laughs) You were supposed to play the view stage and the VIP bar. Yes, I was meant to play two gigs that day. Yeah. Um, And you basically ran off into town, found a shop that would allow me to busk out the front, went up and down the streets of Newquay telling people to come and watch me. And I played like a 45 minute gig and we sold like 500 quid worth of merch. 500 quid worth 500 quids worth of merch and then the police shut us down and then we went and got drunk at the pub. Yeah, well you got another gig as well at the pub that oh, night. Oh, did I? Yeah, Chiba. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. so you did get a two show day. You got me a two show day. Yeah, exactly. And then we uh, went back, uh, cooked some breakfast food at one o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Had a little doobs. Started chatting and and then I think it was it came it was on the lines of what are you doing for the rest of your life, Graham? And then for the next two years, the rest was history. I went around the world of you and was your hype man. <laughs> you were. Oh <laughs> and my God. The, the hardest selling merch guy in his, in rock and roll history, according to a, a journalist. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I remember you used to um, advertise my shows on Tinder. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I did. All right, okay, let me explain how I did this uh, to the this audience. Is hilarious. Back in the day when Tinder was in its beta format where everyone was matching. Uh, it's not. It's not the case nowadays. <laughs> um, basically, I would uh, set up my own personal profile as Kim Churchill's tour hype man, whatever promoter, and I would just sit in the car. Oh, my phone is not on silent. Naughty. Naughty, great. Naughty, naughty. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, I would set the the profile with pictures of me as the promoter and pictures of Kim who is a very good looking man. And uh, <laughs> I would get loads of matches, but I would also state in the profile that I was the, the promoter for Kim and I'm just inviting people to come along to the show and it was nothing to do with dating. But if you like his music, here it is and here's the show tonight. And I would swipe my little socks off and get loads of matches <laughs> and uh, bring, uh, I think it's probably an average of like 10 people to a yeah, show. People each were coming. Yeah, people coming. Yeah, and there were gigs like, I was doing these gigs to nobody yeah basically like it was my first ever time in Glasgow or something yeah well that was my job was to run around the streets with a speaker box yes oh my god (laughs) and get people to come along to the like going to the university grounds god we were funny yeah then we did that tour with Seth Lakeman where um every day before while Seth was sound checking we would run out onto the street somewhere and I would busk in the street and you would hold out CDs and yeah. hand out stickers and we and if Seth's show wasn't sold out we'd try to get people to buy tickets to Seth's show that night. Yeah. We were quite a little hype duo. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was it was we did think out the box and I remember your managers were quite impressed. They were like, Oh that's old school. Yeah. They quite liked it. Yeah, didn't we they? were hustlers. We're both hustlers. Yeah. We're both always been hustlers. Yeah and sometimes the uh the whole Tinder promotion worked 
quite well in my favour as you well. You were a date out of it too. <laughs> a couple of times actually, yeah. 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 I, especially, I remember, I do remember one lovely lady that I could have fallen in love with in Halifax. <gasps> we had a little kissy behind yeah, the merch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. That was really wholesome. If you're listening, you missed out. <laughs> it's been a wild ride. Catch it could have been. a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right, okay, so. Um, Kim, how is your UK tour going right now? Um, oh, it's going so good. I had been... My career's gone up and down, up and down. I've been on the road for 15 years. Um, and the one thing I've really, really learned is if you just keep going and keep working hard, um, you know, you start moving up again. And you inevitably... You, you witness occasions in which you can rise and you rise to them. And even if the world's beating you down, you're rising in your own little way. And then inevitably, the ebb and flow of life changes and life becomes abundant and and um, generous with you. And you're charged up and like full of all of this strength and grit and determination from the years of battling it out. And I feel like I'm at a point where the world has just started being really generous again. Yeah. And, and But I'm really disciplined and working hard and enjoying it. So the tour right now is just going amazing. Like every show is selling out. It's gorgeous. Well, I think that's right. You know, like if you put in energy out into the world, like you're going to get something back in return. Yeah. And like it's, yeah, it's all, all to do with karma as well. Like I find that, you know, if I'm doing my charity projects and really making an impact in a community and, I, and I'm struggling to think, is this all worth it? And then around the corner, someone will offer me accommodation for free for a month or really ridiculously good yeah. price. And like, yeah, it's like, it, it yeah. does come back. Yeah, I think if you work hard and if you have a really solid and beautiful why, like why you're doing it, then I feel like the universe just gently pops something under your foot every sort of leap of faith you take. It's like, oh, there's, there you go. Yeah. Gotcha, caught ya. And, and like, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a really successful tour because I also manage myself now. I, I wear all of the hats in my business. It's literally my entire business is pretty much run out of the back of my van. Um, would you say that's something to do with the music industry drastically changing over the last, like, would say, 10, 15 years? Yeah, I think there's... How like, long have you been touring, going for now? Since 17? 15 years, yeah. yeah. Since I, was, I left when I was 17. I made my, my first... I remember my 18th birthday. I just recorded my first album. And I had, I had the master on wave file on a CD. And I had the uh, mixtape that I had also made, like a burnt CD of tracks, and I stupidly put them both in the same case because I was listening to them both. And then I sent off both by accident, and the CD printing company accidentally printed 500 copies of my mix CD. So they mass-produced a whole bunch of other people's music in a compilation. Oh, no! Like, illegal, so they freaked out, and they're like, you have to burn them or send them back. Yeah. Sort of. So that was, when, that was my 18th birthday was the day I was taking 500 discs out of the... Um, CD wallets to send them back to get new discs sent <laughs> Gosh. out. And, and I was doing my first gigs. I was already playing gigs at that point. I'd been playing gigs for a year or two, but that was like a key moment in terms of leaving. I packed the car full of CDs yeah. and started busking and would get further and further. And I literally, like maybe I've occasionally had two or three weeks off. Yeah. Um, during COVID, I had like a couple of biggest stints, but that was the first time in my adult life of having time off basically other than you know 
I think maybe I had like a three or four month stint during COVID. Um, and then two to four weeks occasionally at other points in my life. I've been on tour since I was 17, yeah. 15 years. So like you say, you're managing yourself now. Um, but you've actually gone through the whole phase of like you record an album, you actually make money on the album sales. And now like it seems to be changing. You have to kind of think outside of the box now, would you say? Yeah, I think that we're in the era of the side hustle. Yeah. Side hustles are actually main hustles. Yeah. And they're great. You can fully side hustle life. And so I make music in my van and I travel around and I sell that music to people in the form of vinyl and CDs mm. or other merch items or them being there to witness me playing it live. Um, and back I think I think it's a thing that most artists do in the music industry is you go oh my god I need to sign a record deal I yeah. need management I need this person I need this person and all of the music industry will stand around you going you need management you need a record deal yeah. you need this you can't do it on your own and I think maybe 10 or 15 years ago it was way harder to do it on your own yeah. whereas now it's like oh you know there's so many tools with yeah, technology Jimbo from from I don't know bloody Jimbo from Newkey, but he made an album in his bedroom with a setup exactly like the one we're using right now in a bedroom. Yeah. And it got 20 million plays on Spotify. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's touring the world. And the music... Well, it's, is... it's in the hands of the people's choice now, I guess, yeah, rather than the mass more. marketing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And you can't get away with being a studio artist anymore. So I think you have to be good to be able to make an impact. Yeah, yeah. You have to tour. And... and People can still do it the other way, but there, it's beautiful because we're in this really abundant time in the music industry where you can get out there and do it. You can get out there. You can, if you want to, you can write your songs. You can put them up on the internet, promote yourself through social media and play shows. Like yeah. Play shows. Find a fan base. Live it. You can, you can live it and make your life a beautiful journey and adventure. And, and um, yeah, I'm really happy because I, I get to do that. Yeah, so what, let's talk about a couple of your side hustles then. So what are, are your main side hustles, would you say, that help you get through this? Um, get through this, that sounded kind of like, we're going to get through this. <laughs> no, nah, but it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I, think, I think more to the point, like my, my music is, is what most people would call a side hustle. Yeah. But it's my main hustle. Um, you know, I, I literally promote myself through Instagram and, and I'm doing my team a disservice because I, since managing myself, I have and do work with a really good team of people. So I have a booking agent in every country. Mm -hmm. I have a marketing team that I employ to help me market a new release. Yeah. I have publicity in Australia. I have publicity in Canada. I did my own publicity in the UK yeah. and Europe. But, so there are lots of people. But, um, but it's a side hustle um, kind of, I guess, method. Yeah. Live in my van, you know, like, don't answer to anybody, write, write songs, create something, and get out there and try and make a living um, selling my art to people. Yeah. Perfect. Well, obviously, like, um, artists nowadays do have to have their fingers in lots of different pies and different avenues of promoting yes. themselves. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, me, I... I, I guess the way I, did, I discovered I could paint and then that that was a message that uh, 
I could, or well, that's something I could use as a narrative to mm. put out the message of how ha- painting helps me mentally mm. and to process emotions yeah. and and um, kind of mirror what you're thinking and feeling and work yeah, through it. Yeah, exactly. And like, because I, I discovered painting. Uh, my a lot of my listeners will know, but some of you are new here today. Well, if you're just fans of Kim, uh, I discovered that I could paint two years ago. Uh, so only ver- two years. Oh no, three, nearly three years now because yeah. the pandemic's a weird yeah, time bubble. They don't yeah. even know if it's two or three years yet. Yeah, but it's almost yeah. three years now. Soft year there. But still, three years, like That's the incredible. grand old age of thirty-nine. I discovered I could paint to a very high level, when I'm not going to hold back on that. I actually blow myself away yeah, when I look at brilliant. some of my paintings. Yeah. And it came to me in a mental health crisis, and uh, I it helped me get out. So I found like, how am I going to make this work for myself? and um, actually this is why I said the sliding doors moment of meeting you mm. like I saw the side hustles were possible you introduced me to Blind Boy which yes. is one of my oh favourite podcasters and if it <laughs> there we go if you're not a Blind Boy fan Kim just took my vape then and gave you a little bit of ASMR <laughs> the Blind Boy does that. It's a reference that only people who listen to Blind Boy. Yeah, go and check out Blind Boy's podcast. You'll it's find incredible. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, um, that made me, listening to Blind Boy's message about how he promotes himself and how he makes money through Patreon got me thinking about the Karma Cards, which is I'll talk about that in the break, guys. Don't you worry if you're not if you're new to this. But the Karma Card Project is the name of this podcast but also the name of what I offer on my Patreon which I'll tell you all about in a second um, but yeah that's that gives me a living now and it's a side hustle but also my main hustle mm. and yeah so I'm an artist I also promote through YouTube as well like mm. obviously I'm not making bugger all money on YouTube because it's really hard to break it on that platform but yes, I don't mind exactly. because I'm not pandering to that I'm not worrying about that because I've got people like Blind Boy who have inspired me to think of ways outside of the box yeah and yeah like it's uh, it's, it's that cool. same thing where you work really hard and youtube might not be giving you much of a living you might not be able to make an income off your art through that medium yet but you work hard at yeah. it and you look for all these other avenues it's like okay yeah. cool well doing my art and speaking about mental health and doing my podcast is not generating income through youtube where could it generate some yeah. income and you keep working and then sooner or later YouTube might become abundant. Yeah. And you'd be like, that's awesome. But at the moment, I... I also don't need YouTube because I'm really strong and I've built my own thing. Exactly, yeah. And it Mm. gives me time and space to create the YouTube or create Mm. the projects, the charity projects that I get involved in. So, obviously, like, I found the podcast really powerful tool as well. I I wasn't podcasting at first, but then I decided, what the heck, I'm going to just... I stopped doing the YouTube for a while. I was a little bit flat. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to start talking about my story on audio like like blind boy because i'm really into it and i've got a couple of friends that are on podcasts i've been invited on podcasts as well and i thought i've got the equipment why not and yeah it's it's actually really nice to see although i don't have much of a listenership yet like the people that i am connecting with like the direct community are absolute legends and super supportive and a lot of them have signed up to my karma card project so you keep going with that like it's just gonna get it's just gonna grow exactly and i actually don't think it gets any better than do you have enough financial freedom to create your art do you have some form of gratification from people that are getting something out of what you're producing i actually think 
And, and uh, have you set up your why properly so that you feel that deep sense of that ikigai, you know, that book, but it's like the Japanese word for like a deep meaning to your life, like a yeah. deep purpose to your life. And if you have that why, why am I doing this? Um, if you've set yourself up with a really beautiful why, um, those two things, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I've, that's what I've learned. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how much gratification you get. That's yeah. a scale. You could have 2 million people listening and receive yeah. gratification from 2 million people. Yeah. Or you could have 200 people or you could have 20 people. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the, the amount of gratification makes you any more or less yeah. happy or content. And similarly with money, if you have yeah. enough to create, and so it's like, it's pretty cool. If you get those things lined up, it's fulfilling. Yeah. You, know? you just fit, you have that deep down feeling of I'm doing something. I'm doing something that I can be proud of with my time. on Something I can stand over. Yeah. Yeah. With my time on planet earth, I'm doing something that, you know, I don't go to sleep at night and think, what am I doing? What, what, what could I be doing? What else is out there? You go, man, I have a positive effect on people's lives with something that I create that helps me deal with my own crap and I get paid enough to do it tomorrow. Yeah. That that is that is a that I that is a why and a half, isn't Holy it? Holy Trinity. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well yeah, I guess my why is that I love being creative and I just I love doing this therapeutically for myself, especially this podcast. Because um, it really helped me out the time when I did do this for the first season. Um, it helps you navigate life. Yeah, exactly. And be a good person. And it helps some people. When I get messages back from people saying, "Actually, Graham, that podcast really hit the nail on the head for me. And I needed it." Mm. That's that makes it more, most worth it for me. Yeah. And that's with the Karma Card Project as well. When I get a message back from someone that's received one of my beautiful cards and has a beautiful message from a beautiful person to make them to make them feel better. It just, yeah, fills me with joy. For but sure. what I was going to uh, lead us on to as well is that me and Kim went for a surf the other day. We've been for a couple of surfs, actually, mm-hmm. since we've been back. Um, we always like to to hook up wherever the ocean is and go for waves together. So we've been in Croyd. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for letting me stay in your amazing oh, Airbnb. You're welcome. And just, good yeah, and your crew are awesome as well, as Miss always. <laughs> and yeah, so we went for a surf and we always have our little catch-ups about love and what we want to do now. Next. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually like, Kim, I think I think I would love to subscribe to a Kim Churchill podcast. And uh, you, you started oh. telling me your vague idea of maybe a Dawn Sounds podcast. Yeah. What do you yeah. reckon? Is this yeah, a- yeah. I've been th- oh, I've been planning it similarly through the love of Blind Boy, and Blind Boy. I listen to him every day. I listen yeah. to re I, I re-listen to episodes to fall asleep. Every week I listen, I get so much out of it. I've grown so much. Um, I've learned a lot about politics, about mm. morality, about what, what, how I feel about the world and the way it runs and the way it operates, how to be a decent man. Yeah. He's a really great male yeah. role model. Um, and, and it really inspired me and I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time where I kind of go into that ASMR thing as well and set up a microphone out in nature somewhere and record yeah. a like 45-minute guitar performance and then do a podcast just explaining a little bit about where I am. Yeah. I liked your point about like what I was doing that week, a little bit of a story about 
the crazy adventures yeah. that have happened. And then go into just, just I, I kind of like the idea of like little mental health hot takes. Yeah. Like, like I, um, I had this day, I, I really don't feel the cold. I don't feel full and I don't feel the cold. They're two things that I'm not very good at understanding when full of food, I mean. And, um, <laughs> you can eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just never get cold. And I was out in the surf. And, but I'd been, I'd been learning a lot about my tendency to get a little bit anxious and, and my own anxiety and how it was showing up in my day-to-day life. And I was like, man, why am I getting so anxious? Like, you know, I'm out in the surf. I meditated this morning. I did some yoga. I had a good wholesome breakfast. I got a day off. Like, why am I feeling so anxious? And then I realized after a bit, no, I'm wearing like a two mil spring suit down on the Great Ocean Road in Victoria and the water is freezing and I'm cold. <laughs> I'm not anxious, I'm cold. And I realize they're so similar. When you're right, cold, yeah. you're like, you can't, you're restless, you're looking around, you're like, you're filled with this weird agitation because you're cold and it's so similar to anxiety. And I, so I want to do a po- my podcast to have like little like kind of hot takes on like anxiety is very similar to the cold yeah yeah and you need to find ways to warm yourself up so that's if you're it. feeling anxious you know well that's it when well, then some people when they have panic panic attacks for the first time they think they're having a heart attack so mm. that's the only thing they can reference that to what they've heard a about physical sensation yeah. and then yeah. like so when actually if they could actually like blind boy said when he first went to the doctor and found out what panic, attack, panic attacks are when you know what it is then you can realize what you're going through at that yeah moment. totally yeah and it's it helps build some parameters around your understanding of what anxiety is and your understanding about how you can do something about it like you know warm up do something that's yin based yeah. like meditate or lie down and read a book for a little bit yeah. or you know just do some things that are warm yeah that make you feel warm and and so yeah i don't know i i like the idea at some point of starting up a podcast like that and i got to a stage a couple of years ago where i was talking so much in my shows i was talking so much that occasionally somebody would be a little bit irritated that i didn't play more songs yeah. <laughs> i was like oh man i think i need to start doing podcasts because this is like obviously something i love to do yeah well you you're great at it. you can you can tell a story and like last night was hilarious you you owned the room last night it was brilliant especially when you did that polite shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> i took it a bit too far last night that was... you, i don't think you did <laughs> That was, I had a little moment. The key to ever asking a crowd of people to be quiet is to not be actually emotionally affected by them talking. So if you're actually yeah. hurt and you say something, you'll immediately cr- create yeah. ice. Well, if you react, then, you, then you've lost the power. Yeah. But if you do it in a funny way, then you break the ice. Yeah. And you I also, think you did. I think you did. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was like touch. Like it was like it was like. Oh, how, where's he going with this? Yeah. But like, how far it was is he the, go? It was the. It was great. It was. It was just slightly uncomfortable until you put in the end twenty bucks bit. Yeah, it doesn't cost twenty bucks to have a conversation outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone chuckled yeah. and then shut up, which yeah. was great. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, but like also like things like that and your experience as a musician, like and a traveling artist is a niche subject which you could actually talk about on your podcast, which I know loads of people would get out of. So I think it'd be great uh, for you to add in things like, you know, how do you ball your socks up and how do you like, yeah, uh, do you how do you make your toothpaste bag? last as long as possible? <laughs> <laughs> Kim, Kim is really Running stingy joke. with her with his toothpaste. He only gave me a little pea size. 
I said her. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't mind that. One of my friend's kids calls me Auntie Kimmy. <laughs> um, I am, you know. I just think toothpaste is just people are just hectic with it. <laughs> I had any more than that, Grandma. I'd be foaming at the mouth. That's what you said. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I think you know, there's like loads of people could learn. I mean, like, well, let's talk about that a little bit um, about your life on the road. And how to, well, I suppose like to fit it in with like a mental health thing as well as you could talk about what your coping mechanisms are as yeah. a traveling artist. Because there's going to be a lot of musicians that will be listening to you and looking up to you. And then possibly a lot of them will, or a few of them will break through into into the situation that you're in where they can have to travel and do lots mm. of shows and they might not know how to do it. So I reckon you could be a good voice and a good role model to those people. Thank you. I mean, yeah. what would you say are your non-negotiables as uh, to, to work on your mental health yeah. protocols? I think meditating is key. Like, I actually, like at the moment, I'm like just constantly checking in to make sure I'm not unhealthily meditating. Yeah. Just, but the thing is, meditation's a funny one, isn't it? Because like, there's no way. I've tried so many times and like, I just don't think my brain works for meditation. I just think you're probably so uncomfortable in the situation of meditating that you can't see what you're getting out of it. Right, okay. <laughs> but that's <laughs> true. No, well, okay, but but saying that, when I'm painting, I'm fully meditating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's a meditative state, and when you're painting, you you get a lot of the benefits from being very present and in the moment and not being... Um, thrown this way and that like a bag in the wind by your thoughts yeah. and your fears and worries about the future and past and stuff and like f for sure for me surfing and making music would get meditative um, results out of getting into those states of flow but yeah. meditation is it's like a glass of water I think like I really do think it's like a glass of water it's you don't ever drink a glass of water and go I fucking love that oh that glass of water was just amazing like like you don't not like you pick up a pint of beer and, and <laughs> not how you feel about a pint of beer or a Kit Kat or something you know what I mean but but you on a deeper more delayed gratification when you are drinking a lot of water each day in your life you're healthier you're happier um, and meditating is is a cornerstone for me of my mental health and I treat it like a glass of water just yeah. sit down, spend that 10 minutes, just check in, just feel your heart rate come down, feel your thoughts, check in with your thoughts, see what muscles in your eyes and your jaw are you tensing and in your mm. back. And and it's, it's not, you don't really see the results. You don't get this, like in painting, you get this immediate, like, I'm loving this. This yeah. is awesome. I haven't worried about anything in an hour or something. Yeah. If anything, when you meditate, you are like given this really stark, clear look at just how much fucked up shit is happening in your head. Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and the only... I suppose that's what scares me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying before. Like, it's... Meditating is terrifying for a lot of people because they... It's like they open the door to their mind and it's like just an absolute anarchy, chaos. And then they just close it around and go, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Now. I don't want to be in there. doesn't mean that it's not happening. It just means that... You, you don't like the idea of showing up and, and actually right. going in there and being like, whoa, okay, what's happening? And so meditating is huge for me because 
I'm overstimulated every day. There's so much going on, especially managing my own career. I too manage myself on the road and the people that are on the road with me. Um, I do so many, wear so many different hats. Um, Meditating is like a way of just walking into the chaotic, crazy world that is my mind and looking around and seeing what is running rampant, like what is holding me back, what is... And then the, I, I've always found that with meditating, you don't have to do anything about all of the chaos. If you just show up, all of the chaos tends to figure itself out. Right. Because a lot of those emotional kind of roller coasters that you go on, they can only function when you're not aware of them. The second you're aware of them, you're kind of like, I don't really want to think about how, you know how much the show next week might suck if nobody buys tickets. And that makes me feel really yuck. And I don't want to think about that. I want to think about what I can do to sell tickets. Yeah. And, but so meditating, I find it's really, really awesome, but you don't really notice that it's doing you that good. It's really hard to notice that it does you any good. So it's just like, it's really hard to sit down and stop and cop the anarchy of your own mind for 10 minutes but every time I feel like it's like a glass of water and if you drink a lot of water, if you meditate a lot. If, so if you drink half of that meditative glass of water, you've got a half glass full at the end of it. There you go. Not bad. There we go. Double metaphor was, exactly, there. Exactly. I was trying. I had that one cooking. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've been looking for that for a while. Yeah, like. that's it. I was waiting. I was like, shut up, Kim. I want to say it. Um, but yeah, no, amazing. Well, I did actually do a couple of uh, meditation, guided meditation podcasts, which I, because I wanted to learn about meditation myself. So I threw myself in the deep end and just recorded a guided meditation on a couple of my episodes. And that was kind of nice, actually, because it's a creative process. And then I stopped and then guided, did the guided meditation myself, by myself, which is kind of strange. That's (laughs) awesome. But it was cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. And kind of nice is what you're going for with meditating. Like it's, you know, it's like a bowl of broccoli. You know, yeah. you're not going to be like... Here comes another metaphor. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a bowl of French fries. It's not yeah. going to be like, give me more. I love that. It was so good. Like, I want it. It's like, that's kind of nice, you know? Yeah. And then it... But it does you a lot of good. And so there's that one. There's gratitude journaling, which yeah. is just, you know, a little bit of writing in a gratitude journal each day, um, which is a practice that I do. It's I, I really do think gratitude is a muscle. Yeah. And just like going for a jog, like over time, you become fit you can jog faster, you you're, you don't get tired when you're doing sort of basic things, you're able to do more with your time, you don't get a sore, you know, practicing gratitude kind of gives you a mental fitness. Yeah. And then when something goes wrong, you're like, oh, well, that did go wrong, but oh, I'm so grateful that these things happen. And I'm so grateful that when that went wrong, it didn't go yeah. this wrong or that this person helped me get through that thing going wrong. Yeah. And um, so that's a big one for me is, is writing in a gratitude journal. Um, and the other one is literally like exercising, breaking a sweat and having a cold shower. Yeah. Yeah. John Butler calls it chasing the crazy man away. <laughs> you go for a run. <laughs> Chase the crazy man away. But I think it's such a good mental health strategy is like exercise of some form, get the heart rate going, get a bit of yang. You need a bit of yang in your life as well. And for some reason, I don't know what it is about the cold shower thing, but I'm not always like love a hot shower but like 
get hot and sweaty doing something physical and then throw yourself under a cold shower. When I'm really down now, like when I'm really struggling with yeah. a stage of depression or something, I do that every day. Amazing. Well, my listeners, list, my listeners will know a lot about what I think about cold water, <laughs> yes. especially the ones in New York. And actually, like when you were talking about gratitude then, I'd love to introduce you one day to my mate Mike over in New York, who's just really inspired me about gratitude as well. He's all about gratitude. Yeah. He's He was one of the first people to come along to the New York Dippers Club and yeah. we call him the Big Dipper. He's huge. No. <laughs> and uh, and he, yeah, he does these gratitude lives. He doesn't do the journaling like you, but yeah. he, he shows up for his friends on Facebook on a video every day, oh, walks, cool. does three minutes of gratitude. Nice. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, it's, it's just really awesome to see how powerful it is for him. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, I... Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Quick interruption and a little bit of a plug. I actually have a previous episode where I interview Mike O'Donnell from the New York Tippers Club. So after you finish this episode, go back to episode 27. It's a good one. It's similar. It's like, I, it's you know, it's hard to sit down and write a new gratitude journal and finish it and go, whoa, I just felt this huge rush of goodness that yeah. came from doing that. It doesn't really operate in that way. Yeah. It's like over time you just notice this gentle current of okayness yeah i'm okay i feel okay today and i think at the core of everything that's all we want is to just feel okay sure be to be okay and people do crazy shit to try and make themselves feel okay they like chase down millions and millions of dollars and, and the perfect partner and the perfect house and the perfect kids that get the perfect grades and all of this shit and at the bottom of it it's it's all driven by I'll be okay when I have this. I'll be okay when I have this. But if but you can find being okay, I think, and feeling okay is like really gentle, simple thing. Um, but until you feel it, you you don't know how to get there. You know, yeah. and and yeah. So I think I think gratitude journaling is really cool because it gives you a sense of I'm okay. Yeah, I'm so grateful for that cup of tea. And you're, so, and you're so grateful for people buying your gratitude journal last night. <laughs> it'd be like, am, like yeah, Kim absolutely. slayed it on the merch table last night. And that's one of yeah. the things you've actually added to your merch. Is yeah, gratitude A gratitude journals. journal with yeah. a little rock the way you found around the world, which is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, and I, I got, I, you gave me one, thank you very much. Yeah. But it ended up, I did the gratitude for like three days and it <laughs> ended up being my, my notes and uh, scripts. <laughs> but but actually, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I, I like, love the idea that there's never a bad time to journal in any form. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, no, um, and actually my first entry uh, of my gratitude journal, I had three grateful fours, three thankful fours. And one of them was grateful for Kim's friendship and oh, hopeful for Kim Churchill podcast. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, so that Slightly could dull. mean two things. Yeah, it could mean like a Kim Churchill podcast that comes out because yes. you make one happen. Yeah. But I also think in my mind, I wanted you to come on my podcast. Yeah. So, so there yeah. you go. We've got the first one. There we go. Exactly. You, you wait for it, guys. A Kim Churchill Dawn Sounds podcast. I keep calling it that now because I think it's an epic name. Thank it's also you. the name of his album as well. So check him out on Spotify. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay.
birthday time <laughs> all right new listeners kim churchill's friends i sing happy birthday to a celebrity every week on my podcast and i give a little musical clue beforehand and today i sang the musical clue in the style of billy bragg actually um because i don't think on oh, well, you never never say never but i feel like billy bragg is more in reach to have as a future guest on this podcast uh, then whose birthday is today. And also, uh, Kim went on tour with Billy Bragg, so maybe Kim will play this to him and he'll hear me murdering his style of singing and guitar playing while well, it's ukulele. And don't worry, we will get back to the rest of the interview with Kim shortly after this. Um, but you may have guessed whose birthday it is today, but here's a couple more clues. So today's celebrity birthday is an iconic singer-songwriter and one of the most influential figures in the history of popular music. Born Robert Allen Zimmerman in 1941, before he adopted his stage name, his career has spanned over six decades, during which he has continually pushed the boundaries and defied categorization. His poetic lyrics, distinct voice, and the ability to capture the spirit of social change, rather like Billy Bragg, have made him a symbol of artistic integrity and rebellion. His achievements are numerous, including multiple Grammy Awards, an Academy Award, and inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, and a Nobel Prize in Literature. And yes, of course, today's celebrity birthday is none other than the ultra-famous folk musician Bob Dylan, also a big influence in Kim Churchill's music. And staying on the theme of Billy Bragg's style of playing and singing i'm gonna sing him happy birthday in the style of billy bragg here we go happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear bob dylan happy birthday to Day, Bob Dylan. I hope you're well. I hope your day is full of love, hugs, happiness, and cake. <laughs> yes, I understand. There are probably a fair few Kim Churchill fans listening now in shock and horror. <laughs> and I imagine Kim is probably in a bit of shock too. Sorry, Kimbo. <laughs> But Kim, mate, do me a favour. Send this to Billy Bragg. <laughs> oh, send it to Bob Dylan as well. Tell him he's more than welcome to come on my podcast. But Billy, I'm coming for you. Right, before we get to the concluding part of the interview where Kim Churchill gives us some more amazing pearls of wisdom from the industry, I want to take a little bit of time here to ask you for some support. Uh... This podcast is funded by you guys, the listeners, on my Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash Graham Cullis Art. And amongst all of the projects I do in the mental health and wellness space, the podcast content and my social content is my full-time job, and I can't do it without you guys. So if you are enjoying this podcast and you're getting something out of it, then please consider paying me for my work. For a small pledge, same price, less actually than a pint of beer, maybe a cup of coffee and a cake, once a month you will be part of my elite club members in my karma club on patreon.com forward slash graham carlis art so go there and sign up 
and you will not go away empty-handed because you will also receive my art through the post every year. You will receive my Karma Club calendar cards for 2024. Okay, let me explain. So what I do, every December, I release 12 of my paintings as gift cards. And within that package, you also receive a sexy little cardboard easel, which you can display the cards on. Each card is assigned to a month, January, February, March, etc. You place all of your cards with their envelopes onto the easel in order of which months to send them. And the idea is, the concept is that, say, at the end of January, you take the January card off with its envelope, you write a little letter of love and positivity and send it to someone as a random act of kindness to make them feel some joy. Maybe someone that might be experiencing some mental health problems or going through something at this moment, or just someone you want to encourage or someone that maybe have achieved something or maybe just to reconnect with a friend or family member. So at the end of the year, you would have done 12 random acts of kindness and you would have got to enjoy the art that I've created for you to see. And even better, the proceeds goes towards helping me do this podcast as a full-time job and also all of the philanthropy projects I do throughout the year with mental health and wellness. And this is why, my friends, it's called the Karma Club. And I would love for you to become part of the elite crew and to help me to do what I do. That would absolutely mean the world to me. Thank you ever so much. So go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Callis Art. And if you can't afford a monthly commitment and you just want to help me out and donate to me, then I do have a GoFundMe, which is gofundme.com forward slash Graham Callis. And I'll put the link to both of those in the description. Thank you very much. Now let's get back on with the interview. What would you say, give like, three top touring tips i'm gonna do okay. like a, i'm gonna do a total radio question here ones. yeah three top touring tips and fun ones i reckon um okay fucking fun one the first one i think i thought of is that home is a feeling not a place and so you can travel as much as you want and you just have to make sure that you are connecting with the feeling of home while you're traveling yeah. Um, and and the feeling of home, you can find that in all kinds of stuff. So I think a lot of people lock their feeling of home to that house back yeah. in Brighton or like that that family in Medewi that you go yeah. and stay with, you know. But I think rule number one for touring, home is a feeling that you can find in a cup of tea or yeah. a smile from a stranger, a nice interaction at a cafe, yeah. anything like that. Second to a tip. Well, actually, before you go to the second one, I, I, it's kind of funny because I can now relate to a lot of what you're saying with that in in the fact that I'm... Obviously, I met you and then got on the touring trip mm. with you and did two months and saw your world mm. of you moving from place to place. Mm. And, like, I actually, like, have had a bit of, like, a existential experience when I was back in Newquay because Newquay, I would say, is, like, my home because yeah. I go back there. Yeah. yeah. And But it's never really fully home yeah, yeah. you know what I mean because I I found I, I've been having this feeling of being unearthed lately and I've created a painting recently called unearthed where I'm literally going from place to place and never really finding that sense of community so yeah you're totally right to like have that sense of home in something which is tangible in front of you yeah, or a feeling find, yeah, yeah. yeah to find it in all kinds of stuff it's it's there in lots of things it's like, you know, it's way more present. But if you, I think, if you mentally lock your feeling of home to one thing, yeah, then you won't, you won't allow the feeling of home to come from a cup of tea with a friend that you might not see again for a year yeah. or something. You know, you'll be like, it was nice to see him, but man, it just made me miss Australia or like, yeah. like, um, 
But anyway, so there's that one. Number two, touring tip number two. Um, lots of undies, not many jeans. Right. There you go. That is actually, yeah. I, I, I can definitely relate to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of undies, not many jeans. Um, touring tip number three, keep it skinny. Keep it skinny. And I don't mean weight or body. I mean how you travel, how you move around. Keep everything minimal. You don't need many clothes. You don't need many items. You don't need loads and loads of possessions or stimulus or anything. It, it, it's all revolves really nicely around having a bit of space um, yeah. and having the room to enjoy and process the traveling that you're doing and I'm a shocker at that I really need to get better because I fill my day with so many things and I'm so time poor because I stuff things into every tiny little socket of time yeah. I have <laughs> that I never really get the time to process but that was one of my mates Daniel Champagne his dad it's a bit of advice his dad gives to him and he's passed on to me, which is keep it skinny. Financially, keep it skinny. Don't you don't have all of these ridiculous expenses, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, if you're touring if you're a touring musician and you're a smoker, stop smoking. That's a ridiculous yeah. amount of money to spend on something. Like yeah. like I've got things to the point touring where it's like, okay, cool, I live in my van, so there's immediately like a hundred pounds a night I'm not spending on accommodation. Um I eat in my van because I've got a little kitchen. So I, I get a bag of muesli and some fruit t once or twice a week. And so then all of a sudden I'm not spending 10 to 15 quid on breakfast every morning. I don't drink coffee. I make a cup of tea in the van. Like all of these little things keep it skinny. And then at the end of a tour, I don't go, oh my God, I, I it cost me $25,000 to tour around Europe. You know, yeah. I go... Um, Oh, cool. The bank account's sort of about the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, epic. Oh, man. Well, um, I suppose, like, uh, that kind of leads us towards the end of our little chat here. It's been wonderful. But, I mean, like, what would... Let's end it on, like, what is happening with uh, Kim Churchill in the future? Is there any exclusives you can give us or... Well, I'm going on tour in North America with Ziggy Alberts. Oh, sick! That's a pretty cool one. I I know I can. That's pretty exclusive because I think they only announced it today. All oh, right, okay. Um, well, the, the, well, depending on when this goes out, the the the, uh, the Ziggy Alberts tour might have already happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, good, might not be that exclusive, but um, yeah, I'll be doing a lot more touring. Um, and I'll probably record another album early next year and keep touring. Yeah. Um, I, my, my dream is to have a camper van in Europe, North America and Australia and bounce between the three, keeping it skinny. So you've got Europe and Australia so far. Yeah, yeah. So North America will be next. I think that might happen on the next album. Um, a whole lot of touring, a whole lot of surfing. I'm working on a camper van cookbook. Yes. Um, and <laughs> me, yeah, the Dawn Sounds podcast, hopefully. Hopefully, I can find the time. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, maybe you just record a little pilot, see what happens. Yeah. Set yourself up with the podcasting yeah. apps and do a little pilot. Just yeah. do one, and then just be like, okay, it's up and running now. Yeah. I've taken that first step. Take action. That's yeah. one big lesson that I've learned over the last few months. Is that well, it's something that I do anyway. But someone and uh, one of my friends, Shane in America, yeah, she 
she was like, Graham, I love how you take action. Yeah. And uh, I do too. It's awesome. It's inspiring. I think yeah. that's the biggest one for a lot of people. It's just like they just don't take that step. Yeah. And as we were saying at the start of the podcast, like when you do take that step, the universe pops its little hands up. It does. And pads out your foot so that you can keep going. Yeah, it makes sense of all the chaos. All right, well, Kim Churchill, thank you very much. When will I see you again? God knows, Graham. Yeah. Sometimes it's years between our hands. I know. Yeah, but we'll see. Hopefully in Indo. God, come surf. That would be wonderful. I'm there for a few months, so. Yeah. We've been through this before. Come and hang out. (laughs) We always seem to miss each other in Indo. Yeah, we'll make it happen one day. But thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Yes. And if you want to find Kim Churchill, he's Kim Churchill One on most of your socials, isn't it? Or just yeah, Kim Churchill One. Yeah, there's no other Kim Churchills getting around. Yeah, apart from that blooming Kim Churchill that stole the original social handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's. But even, even... Nah, she didn't steal it. It's her. It's her identity. It's her, fair call. She got to each one before me. But I don't know if there's any other like artists or singers or songwriters or, you know, kind of um, people in a public way doing something with the name Kim Churchill. So I should come up. It's pretty easy to find you. Yeah. I'll put you, I'll put you in the show notes. All right, legend. See you, brother. You. Yeah. Let's go and have a beer. Let's go and have a beer. Let's do this. All that talk about wholesome mental health. Let's go and drink some alcohol. <laughs> I'm going to add that in. <laughs> oh, straight my legs. Ah, well, thank you very much for listening to this week's Karma Club podcast. And if you are new here today, thank you very much. Please, if you can, follow the podcast on any listening app you are listening to on because it really helps me grow and also if you could share it with a friend that would be mega and yeah if you want yourself a packet of delicious karma cards in the calendar club go to patreon.com forward slash graham art and sign up today that would absolutely make my week right i'll see you hopefully next wednesday um i have said that i'm not going to be strict with myself on the weekly distribution of this podcast so we'll see what happens hopefully i'm back with another one next wednesday if i don't and you are missing it then i've got loads more for you to check out so have a look at my back catalogue and have a marvelous day find your why call up that friend you haven't spoken to for a while show a little gratitude for whatever you are grateful for and have an amazing week love ya